985 the sports hub we're toucher and rich and the craft family stepping up huge getting the masks here to the people that need them taking uh, the plane over there to china and uh, jonathan craft one of the masterminds of the uh, endeavor uh, joins us uh mr craft hello sir yeah, hey, hi, Fred. Let me. Cor- I don't like correcting you, but um, let me correct you at the start. Uh, we, we didn't step up huge. The 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 healthcare workers, the 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 frontline caregivers uh, in this state and around the country, they're the ones who are stepping up huge. And and that's not hyperbole. I've I've walked the ICU units at Mass General in the last couple of days. And uh, to to see nurses and doctors and support staff um, working among people who are so, so sick from this virus and in very bad shape. And these are frontline caregivers who go home to their kids, their spouses, and in a lot of cases, elderly parents or in-laws. And... I I didn't I didn't see one caregiver who was worried about themselves but this this lack of PPE has weighed on them because they want to give care but then they have to go home and and be with the loved ones so to do your job you shouldn't have to be worried about um infecting somebody who you love it's just a horrible situation so they are the ones who are stepping up big every day and i i don't mean i know you were trying to be nice to me but all we did is what anybody should do everybody in our community and around the country has an ability to do something literally whether anything you know give a meal to a neighbor who might be sick who's a caregiver or donate a dollar or a quarter or a hundred dollars, whatever you can, to any of the wonderful organizations that are raising money to provide services. But the, a community has to come together. So all we did is what you do when you're a part of a community, and you do what you can to the best of your individual ability. Well, and I, I'm sorry, sorry for going on that long rant, but we didn't no, step up big. No, well, you're being Jonathan, extremely you, humble. You, you, yeah. Jonathan, you contradicted me, and that's not a contradiction. <laughs> I don't want to incur your wrath otherwise, but that's right. Yeah. That's right. No, but but in, but and uh, what you said is very eloquent and very true. But how did this all come together? How did the, the did you get with Governor Baker, and and how did this all come to fruition? Well, Go- Governor Baker, you you know, so many politicians. And this is a general statement, but so many politicians, the business of politics is you're a million miles wide and two inches deep. And you you run from situation to situation and you, you just try to manage. And it's the world we live in. And unfortunately, that's what politics has become. I've known Governor Baker for almost 30 years. We've been great friends. I'm just a huge admirer of him as a human being. And and when he was in government almost 30 years ago in the Weld administration and the work he did and then the work he did in the private sector at, at Harvard Pilgrim, you know, turning around effectively a bankrupt HMO, brilliant manager, brilliant business person, then became a venture capitalist uh, for a few years and, and now is governor. And Governor Baker 
has a real intellect and understands healthcare and likes to go deep. And and I was actually on a Mass General Brigham Finance Committee call two weeks ago today or yesterday, I think. And my and it was a virtual meeting because we were supposed to be in person, but by then the state had cut down on the gathering. Um, you know, said, please don't gather in groups greater than 25. And while I was listening on a call with us talking about the financial implications of acquiring more PPE, my cell phone rang and I put the call on mute. It was Governor Baker. And and the governor said to me, you know, he said, I am so blank and frustrated. And he talked about all of these, he had seen this coming. He knew this was coming. He saw we had a need. And he said, you know, I've had a couple of big batches of PPE. And, and at the end of the day, they just haven't come through. And he said, we just threw a third party, secured well over a million masks, uh, N95s in China. He goes, but I have no way of getting them here, and the supply chains are totally frozen. He said, do you think people who have airplanes would be willing to fly over? And I think what the governor meant was, you know, the planes that hold 6, 8, 10, 12 people. And I said, Governor, you know, those planes, the, the uh, a million and a half mass, whatever, you're not going to be able – you're going to need 50 of them. They just don't have cargo space. And he said, do you have any other ideas or something to that effect? And I started thinking about people I knew in the cargo business. And then I just said, you know what? Because you could throw them on a boat, but then you're talking three or four weeks, and, and that just wasn't going to work. Right. And I said, you know what? I said, you know, our team flies around on a 767, and the only reason we had bought these was because the airlines wanted to get out of flying teams on wide bodies. That's a whole other story. But we had done it a few years ago, and, and I said, look, we have the, the 767, and, you know, we have a huge cargo hold on that. I don't know how many it can fit, but it'll be much more efficient than sending little planes. And, and that's how it all started. And I hung up with, with, with the governor. I called, I called Robert, and we as a family had actually over the prior two days been talking about we, we, we wanted to make a, a, a significant financial contribution to the efforts of the Commonwealth, but we didn't want to just write a check. We had been thinking about things like setting up a kitchen and putting staff in there because we've kept all of, um, you, you know, our kitchen staffs. We I, we have a lot of food people that we were, anyhow, we were thinking maybe we would just start running a kitchen and provide meals or do do something with money and the assets of our business. And this 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 just seemed to be so, so like as a, uh, just a, a good fit for for what we had available, and I said Robert was like, "That's a you know great idea. Let's figure out how how we make it happen." And so then Jim Nolan, who is the COO of Craft Sports and Entertainment, I called him the planes report to him, and I I said, "Jim, can we get our planes? Uh, you know, one or two? And you know, we didn't understand what we were stepping into. Unfortunately, it's not just like flying to Cleveland and." doing something and anyhow that's sort of the 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 the, the background on it okay so, so but, but but once oh, you what, i'm sorry but once you know the, the way from that moment on 
when you read about the background of, of how it all went down, it's like a spy novel. It wasn't just, let's fly this over there. Right. You guys had to do several things and make several stops, and then the restrictions once you got there were yeah. tough. Can you talk a little bit about the, the hurdles that you had to go through just to get from here to there? Yeah, it, it's it's complicated, and I don't want to bore your listeners um, you, with what's happened in the world just at a high level in general. Um, you know, the air traffic flow between countries, not just the U.S. and China, but everywhere, because people are trying to contain this insidious virus. Um, the, the air traffic flows in general and getting permission, if you're not a regular commercial or cargo airline to do, and even for them, their restrictions have gotten greater. But for others, it's it's just been tough. And first, we had to make sure our airplane was properly equipped with the right software. It needed one upgrade, which we set up to have put on. And then we just went to work with through the FAA and people in our country, knowing we were going on a humanitarian mission so that we could waive certain requirements for crew crewing and crew rest. And no one was ever in danger, but just there were some things that needed to be uh, sort of looked the other way on when if it, versus if you had a plane full of 250 passengers. Yeah. And, and fortunately, you know, we had to go through that, and, and it was good. One of the things is um, we, we decided that the right way to fly was to go from here to Alaska and um, and have the pilots get a full night rest in Alaska. So they, they got to Alaska. I lose track of the days. But whatever day they landed there, they went, they slept for 12 hours. And then four pilots and then three maintenance techs with all the spare parts you could ever need, as well as some flight attendants to support the pilots. So we had a crew of 10 or 11, got on the airplane and and – and they, the idea was we would fly to China, which was about a 12-hour flight, a little over 12 hours. And they had three hours on the ground uh, where everyone had to stay on the plane. If we had had a maintenance or a tech issue, our maintenance or tech guys could have gotten off the plane to correct it because you couldn't. It Once the pilots left the plane, they'd be in quarantine for 14 days. Oh, wow. And, 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 and. and I don't know what would have happened if one of the maintenance guys, anyhow. So we, you know, and our crew um, just was exceptional. Our lead pilot, Lincoln, is an unbelievable guy. And, and they were really brave to go over and do this. But they flew 12 hours. We landed. But in, in the days leading up to the trip, we, we had started to assemble the masks on the ground. But remember, the supply chain for these masks are crazy all over the world. And what we figured out was the governor had gotten these masks, a gentleman named Brian Danza, who's a great guy and, and a guy who works for, who, who helps the governor out a lot, named John Cook, had put this together. The problem is the masks were coming from a number of different factories and obviously, these masks are in high demand. And if you don't have your people on the ground in China protecting and putting the gear together, you're going to have real problems. Wow. And, and so there's a gentleman named Mark Schwartz who is on the board of Mass General and is a really close friend. He ran Goldman Sachs Asia for a number of years and is very close. He he ran all of Asia for Goldman and, and Tencent 
um, which is one of the largest companies in China and just wonderful people there. Um, uh, Mark said to me, you know what, if at the time we didn't even know if we were still going to get a landing permit in China. And that's a whole other story, but we were having problems just figuring out all the on the ground logistics and getting the airport to sort of let the stuff go through export customs quickly and then get loaded on the plane. And we had less than, we had to do it all within three hours and we're not a cargo plane, so we're not set up with everything. So Mark reached out to Tencent and, and, uh, they, they, they literally at the CEO level embrace this. And like last Saturday night, I was on a call for over an hour with the CEO and the general counsel of Tencent. And they just put a ton of people on this and they started moving around from warehouse to warehouse, started directing trucks, aggregated all of this for us into a centralized warehouse. They guarded and protected the product and then they helped get it staged and set up. And this, when you're one of the largest companies in the country, you can make that type of thing happen. Or if you're just dealing from, you know, 8,000 miles away, you have no ability to do this. And it wasn't yeah. just some people. It was, think about a company like Apple or Facebook or Google in this country doing it with their people in their you know, home market, which just was such an extraordinary gift from, from Tencent to us and they got it all aggregated and by the way we still have about a half million masks that they're protecting and warehousing for us and we're working with them so that we get it back here in massachusetts by next week too and they they've taken total ownership of this with us so sorry that was a no it's it's fascinating it's it's, when we landed and i'm really still only glossing over the surface of this um but they were they were so invaluable to us and 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 then when so when we landed uh there 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 and i i think we do have a little bit of video that that somebody took on the ground in china and got to our people that i assume will get out there because it's pretty cool to see the plane arrive and and all these airport workers in like hazmat suits around it and and anyhow they the the plane arrived and then it was like a nascar pit stop uh, in terms of of what happened, and and fortunately we didn't have any mechanical issues. We got it done with about three or four minutes to spare, and got back in the air for what was about a nine hour flight back. So all in all, that was 24 hours nonstop with four pilots in the air, never essentially really leaving the cockpit area of the plane. Um, I. And what they did was great, and they landed. They landed back in Alaska, I guess, on Wednesday at around noon our time, if I'm putting it to, because yesterday was Thursday, right? And so then they slept and they rested up, and and um, and and they came back yesterday. I, the one thing that'll just be way too complicated to talk about, though, was getting the landing permit in China for a plane that had never been there before. <laughs> And sure. it's not a commercial plane, and is that to go pick up cargo? Cargo, by the way, that's very dear. And there's a gentleman named Jim Kim, Doctor Jim Kim, who's one of the founders of Partners in Health. He went on from there to become president of Dartmouth, and um, and now runs uh, the World Bank. And and Jim Kim is a brilliant physician, business person, and is very very well 
connected throughout the world, but in China, and a respected healthcare professional and businessman. And I haven't seen his name mentioned very much in this, but he loves our healthcare assets in the state of Massachusetts, and he went um, he went above and beyond. Uh, I, I can't even tell you the mountains he moved on the Chinese side of of the world to help um, to help ensure that uh that we that that we would be um able to land and 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 i think that i i don't know if i answered your question it was rambling i the last no. two weeks have been a blur normally no. when we want to go somewhere we tell somebody we're going the airplane gets fired up and you go and you come back this 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 was an interesting experience, and and I'll tell you, Jim Nolan, who ran this for Rand Point, literally minute by minute at the Craft Group, uh, Craft Sports and Entertainment, he coordinates the logistics around our Super Bowls, and I know you all have seen what that is, and I'm not in any way equating a Super Bowl to this. I'm just saying he 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 just he logistically is understand what it's like to try to to handle a lot of things in a very short period of time. And and the real key when you're working through things like this, because when you try to do something outside the normal course that's complicated in a quick period of time, you know there are going to be twists and turns you don't expect or can't plan for because you've never done it before. And the key is when they come up to stay cool, keep everybody else cool, and just know you're going to power through it. And, and, and Jim, um, Jim has had the experience that I think he's had powering through when that's happened really was valuable to him here and, and, and made a, made a really big difference. Well, Jonathan, first of all, it's crazy that, um, that, that it took this to get the masks here, but it did. And so there are other people, um, who have, you know, who are in positions where they have planes and, and things like that. There's even other owners and, you know, the NFL that you know of. To all of those people, is there anything you would like to say to them? Because I know that there's probably a lot of people seeing this story going, man, maybe I could, I could help in a yeah. massive way this way. Yeah, a lot of, listen, a, a lot of NFL team owners, players have donated significant amounts of money and energies around other things Uh, we did hear from some people yesterday not just in the nfl but other just wealthy people and and this shows you the great spirit you know that exists in the united states i mean people said hey i'm in let me do it too i the, the problem is i i I, I don't think you can replicate this again. I, I We were lucky that the governor had somebody working on getting the masks on the ground. You know, there's a lot of people out hustling the masks, but are they from an FDA-certified facility? Is it right. just, you know, some guy that was making T-shirts yesterday? Because there's a difference. You know, people in the U.S. are making masks, but there's a there's – and I'm not, those are important efforts, and they can help. Basic surgical masks can help in non critical care areas where you know you are maybe not being exposed over and over again to the virus. You can use them, and they're a help, but when you're being exposed over and over again to the virus, the real frontline caregivers, they need this higher quality of mask. And right now, the global supply chain is just a mess, and 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 I think what Governor Baker did, and and with the help of Brian Danza, you know, they got it secured. 
But then we had to get it aggregated and, and thank God for Tencent. And then we had to get the permission to land and we had to get the pilots to get of approved course. and you had to get the FAA to look the other way. And by the way, I left out one critical party. There was a law firm in Washington, D.C. named Hogan Levels that is incredibly, they do a lot of international trade. And I, I left out just a huge back and forth with the Chinese embassies here and even what the visa process was. So even though our people never left the airplane, they needed visas. And I, I won't even get into that. Yeah. Uh, but the Hogan Levels people, they all had it. We got everything done. But this law firm, so we probably had 10 lawyers there who literally put in hundreds of hours pro bono, by the way, uh, to, to, to they use their expertise. We had Jim Kim. We had Tencent. We had our pilots that were willing to do it. We had, you know, it all started with the governor and his inspiration. And so you just can't give somebody a playbook to go replicate it. It just, it's, it's, you can't do it, unfortunately. I think the real lesson out of this for everybody, and you always learn when difficult things happen, is, and I'm sure our country will just be better prepared next time. And that's not calling anybody out. That's not a political statement. That's just... You learn. I don't think anybody could have anticipated this. And now the real key is the next time it happens, we just have to be ready for it. So this isn't this wasn't it for you guys, though. That's the one thing. It's not just getting the plane and, and doing the unbelievable amount of you know footwork to make all that happen. But you guys also helped pay for a lot of those masks, well, correct? We didn't, listen, I told you at the start, we're, so I, I don't mean to sound, you know, people say I sound angry sometimes. I'm not angry at all with that. I, we, we always had planned on putting money to something, and that was when Robert and I started talking, my brothers Dan and Josh, we all talked about it. And we, we wanted to make a, a financial uh, gift but we wanted to see if we could use our 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 the 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 human capital that sits within the craft group of companies and the hard assets that we're fortunate to have within the group to do something to to do something that might be harder for other people just because they don't have it so we 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 talked to the governor, I, the days all blend, and once we knew we were pretty sure we were going to pull this off, um, we we talked to the governor, um, Robert and I, and we said, look, we want to pay, well, actually, I'm sort of jumping ahead in the story, but we, we would, the, the Reader's Digest is, this isn't exactly how it, we want to pay for half of what's on that airplane and be complete partners with the state. So we, the, the state, so it was a few million dollars in cash. And, and obviously we donated all the cost of the trip and on top of that, I, I don't, you know, we're not, and, and, and we're going to finish it all off and get these other five or 600,000 mass here at our cost as well. And I think what will likely happen is our plane will end up on the West Coast. Hopefully we'll be able to get them there in bulk to the West Coast. I think it would be very hard to get our plane back into China. Just but awesome. Think, yeah, yeah, well, thank you. And then the one, the one other part of the story that I, 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 I think is important because it speaks to, again, our governor and 
And in full disclosure, he's a friend, and I don't care whether people like him politically or not. But at the end of the day, you want your leaders um, to be intelligent, to be empathetic, and to be bold. And and last Wednesday, I believe it was, Robert called me late in the I, I you know six seven at night and he's like you know i just watched cuomo again and he's like geez you know what's going on in new york is just heartbreaking and you know do you think charlie would ever be okay if we if if we could and, and i knew at the time one of the factories had like another three hundred thousand masks and we were going to end up buying them anyhow and and if we could pull the trip off he said, do you think Charlie would be okay if we bought an incremental amount that would come later? We knew they'd be on the second run, but allow us to take 300 out of the first run and send them down to New York because every day matters there. And I said, I, I said, Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he would. I said, I'll, you know, I'll reach out to him. And then before I could even call the governor, he called me a few minutes later to say he had heard something about something going on in Washington that he wanted to just have checked out. And he said, do you think Robert could get this checked out for us? I said, better yet. I said, I'm going to get him on the phone because I was about to call you to ask you something for him. I'm going to let you two talk to each other. And I put him on the phone and Robert of course agreed to do what the governor had asked him to do. But then Robert before we got to that, had said, you know, Charlie, look, here's what's going on in New York. Here's what I'd like to do. And I'm telling you, he didn't hesitate for a nanosecond. He just had a one-word answer, and the answer was absolutely. And, you know, you see that. I got chills when he said that because he's a Republican governor of this state, and he knew, you know, as a human being, he saw what was going on in New York. And and I think he also trusted us to make sure that everything got back here in Massachusetts, got what it was going to get originally. And that was just really um, that that was that was it was just I love the guy. And and well, it was it was great. I to mean, see. It's 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 a situation where I don't care what your politics are. You got it done. And there's a lot of nurses that I know. And there's obviously a lot of doctors that I mean, you're very you you know a lot of these people firsthand uh, from what the Kraft Foundation does, and you know these people obviously thank you. On top of that, you guys set up a website um, that I know is also to help. Look, uh, people should give. I know that's probably Stacy telling you that, and 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 I I love Stacy, but look, it's worth plugging it. And listen, no, I know I know this you, isn't about plugging. Look, please take a victory please, lap, Rich. damn it, Jonathan! Rich, come on, this Rich, <laughs> this is this is a big day, Rich. <laughs> Rich, you guys are awesome. There's no victory laps here, okay? This is this is Look, I'm privileged to 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 be the chair of the board at Mass General. And I'm privileged to work with the people at the Brigham and 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 Newton Wellesley and Wentworth Douglas and Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard and Spalding, all the hospitals in our system, but Sandy Fenwick who runs Children's is a great friend. And Kevin Tab, who runs the BI Deaconess, is a great friend, and 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 the the healthcare workers of this. We're just so lucky to live in Massachusetts. And as I said, I've walked the ICUs, and and I think people, as I started this off by saying, should just do. They should just do 
whatever little thing or big thing, just whatever they're capable of doing and choose something that's meaningful to you and do it. And if everybody in the community did that, we're going to be we're going to be in such a better place. And the only reason we put that button up on our website is we, we started getting overwhelmed with people yesterday who said, can we join in? What can we do? So we said, look, there were people that wanted to buy PPE. So, you know, we said, we'll put a button up, but I'm not, there's a million other things and people should decide what moves and motivates them. If you want to help provide funds for PPE and restocking, um, I promise that a hundred cents of every single dollar will go towards PPE, not not an an iota of any penny will go to anything but it. If there are any administrative expenses, you know, they won't come out of that money to get it to where it need. We'll, we'll take care of that. But that, that's the only reason we did that. But people should choose to do what, what motivates them. And, and the last thing I want to say, too, just at a high level, because I've talked about all the hospitals just now, and I should talk about Mayor Walsh, because Mayor Walsh and Governor Baker – have been working so, so well together. And I I get to be partnered with John Fish, who's chair of the board at the Brigham, and Scott Sperling, who's chair of Mass General Brigham, and Ann Klebanski, who runs the whole Mass General Brigham system. And what what the governor and the mayor are doing right now at the convention center, this is what makes our city and our commonwealth so uh, so different. You know, being ready beforehand, building a post-acute care facility so when people get better in the hospitals, they can be moved out and, and then also have, have a place where, where, where the, the homeless in our community who may be suffering from this disease and don't want to infect people, there's a place for them to go. And it's just, it's awesome to see the spirit of, of our city and our state. And it all started two weeks ago with that call from Governor Baker, but I've been fortunate in my other role, not fortunate, but I've been I've been privileged to see how well the people in, in this state work. And you look on the news and you see how it might not be as smooth other places and you just feel good. So people should do whatever, whatever little thing they can do. And then our community is just going to come out of this thing so much faster and be so better off. And that's really what it's about. All right, Jonathan. Well, the website people can go to is patriots.com slash COVID-19. I'm going to plug it. He doesn't want you to plug it. Don't plug it. Don't don't, plug it. Listen, it's not a really... We're so blessed to live here. Thank you for the job yes, you guys are doing you. on the radio. And well, Jonathan, it's, it's a tremendous story. In the future, Rich, can, shut up! I'm telling Rich to shut up. He he won't let you. He he wants to plug it. You don't want him to plug it. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I, I want listen. People know how to find us, and and people should do what they want. But again, a thank you to all the frontline healthcare workers in the Commonwealth. I they I. I wish I had better adjectives to describe what they were doing because it's one last question, Jonathan, before you go. If they make a movie out of this, does Mark Wahlberg play your father? <laughs> I don't think Wahlberg's buff enough or cool enough. <laughs> I'm joking. I love Mark. I, I I don't know. I'm not there's no movie. There's there's no movie. There could there's, be a movie. Hey, you know what I really dislike about Wahlberg and the only thing I dislike about my father? Uh, they both have great hairlines. 
And, and I just, it's just, you know, it's frustrating. Every time I see them, I just, together, I'm like, I hate both of you. I, I, I say that in I, jest. I, I shaved you my head. You and I have something in common, John. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shaved my head because this is going to be like an advent calendar to see uh, how long this thing lasts. Because I knew I wasn't going to get a haircut anytime you must soon. Look, you must look really good, Fred. You should probably, you, 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 yeah, I'm not going to, you should, you must look really good. Looking good and Fred have never been in the same sentence but i uh i do we appreciate everything that you did and thanks so much for calling in and thank you for your uh humility uh during all this uh, obviously uh, it came from the heart and um we do appreciate it in the in the way that you represented what you did uh it was uh, very touching oh. and uh your family did a great thing and i know that you're being modest about it but uh it, it was truly great okay. and thank you for coming on and sharing the story with us Great. Nice, nice, thank you. Nice to talk to you guys. Look forward to being under better circumstances next time. Absolutely. All right. Thank talk you. to you soon. Thanks, John. All right. Bye-bye. There you go.